We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I just have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just banging on my team because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been banging for years or you're ready for the play for the first time, my bookie is the best bet for this season. They got plenty of props to bet on. You miss a bet, you can go. You can put a live bet. They got mobile sites, so you can bet anywhere you want. I mean, you don't have to sit home in front of a computer. You can you know pull up your phone in a coffee shop, a strip club, you know anything. If you're feeling if you're feeling happy, plenty of sports to bet on. Pro football, college football, NBA is coming up, uh, and the NHL is underway. We got the NBA, you know baseball playoffs. Lots of D, you guys, so go check it out. Oh, and if you love soccer, they let you got soccer, too. So there's plenty of stuff to bet on, you guys. Use the promo code CHAIR to activate your the first deposit offer. So you throw 100 in, you get 100 back. Go to my book, you guys. You bet you win, you get paid. All right, you guys. Excuse me. It's a uh, Monday after a bye week. I'm feeling really, really, really bad today, this morning. I'm sure it's probably those four um, Oktoberfest beers that I had last night. And they were, I mean, they were pints, obviously. So you figure. Four, you, know, you figure a pint is like 16 ounces. You know, 16 ounce glasses. So... 60 ounce glasses times by four, that's uh, 64 ounces. <clears throat> so, pretty much a six pack of beer is 72 ounces. So, I pretty much I pretty much almost had a six pack of beer. And, of course, you know, given that they're, they are, it's, it's craft beer, it's a little stronger and. So yeah, I'm a little bit, um, you know, kind of feel hurting a little bit right now. So I got the hangover. Well, a whole, whole bunch of stuff. I woke up. I felt like crap. And you get all the things associated with hangovers. You know, the, um, the headache. And the, yeah, a little bit of nausea the bad gas and of course the sweats and that's like you know I used to think you know I used to think you know the um, the headaches and like you know the nausea was bad 
it's the sweats now that really, um, that are usually the worst part of it now for me. Because, like, you just sweat profusely, and it's like you're sweating out all the alcohol. And it's like, when I would go to, you know, when I would go to, just see my friends, the last day was always the worst. Like, that, I mean, not so much the last day, but the, the, the day that you had to leave. Because from all the, all the drinking that you did all week... You would get all these headaches, but like it would all, it would, it would always be so humid when you, when you would leave Ocean City. It would, it would just be the humidity beat would be crazy, and no matter how um, how bad you, you know, how low you crank, you know, you crank up the AC, how cold you got it, you were always hot. You were always sweating. I think one year, I think one year, I thought I was going home. And I remember, I think I stripped down my boxers while I was driving. Because I was so freaking hot. And I was just like sweating. So yeah, I really don't, you know, if there's one thing I don't miss about Ocean City is that, is that drive home. Because after a night of drinking, it's a living hell. Or a week of drinking, I should say. It's a living hell. Especially like if you if you load it up on energy drinks and uh, mixed with Jaeger. I mean, I would um, I used to always get, you know I would always ask for like a Jaeger bomb, and they had these things called Sparks bombs, which is you know Sparks was the energy drink. I mean, it was pretty much the Four Loco before you know, Four Loco became big. But it's it's basically was it's it was an energy drink with malt liquor, and it tastes like an orangeicle. So I would uh, pop some Jaeger into that, and and that was great. They, they tasted so good, and then I wouldn't be—I'd be so wired that like um, I pretty much couldn't go to bed. You know, I would, I would be up all night for the most part. But then once the uh, but then once the um, you know the energy part wore off, the alcohol kicked in. And you felt horrible for the next, you know, day or two. I think one time I was so wrecked off of my... I could barely pronounce my name. Then I wonder, what, you know, what happened to me. But yeah, those are some good times in uh, Ocean City. Um, let me see. I'm trying to think what bars were. There was Peppers, which is like off. I think maybe it's not. It's not on the main. It's it's on the main Dragon Ocean City. Not the one. There's two. Actually, there's two main Dragons Ocean City. I'm trying to think where Peppers is at. It's once you get in Ocean City, there's that one. You know, there's that one main drag kind of thing. And of course, there's the highway type of main drag. I think it was off the highway type of main drag. I used to go there and, um, you know, we would shoot pool and plenty of beer, you know, pictures of beer. And, of course, there was also the paddock. Every Wednesday at the paddock, which is, you know, gone. I mean, if you remember the paddock, I mean, there was that big-ass VW Beetle. 
that they had, and you know it was all you know, but it was basically three clubs in one. But every every Wednesday they had the bikini competition. I got I got the judge of one year, which was awesome. A lot of beautiful women, and it was funny because the I think the year I think the, yeah, that was a fun time. Yeah, they got the judge of bikini competition one year. But the um, driving Ocean City, it's you know, you, know, you go from Pittsburgh to Breezewood, and you get you get the you get the sheets at Breezewood. I mean, you get your food. But there's that stretch from like I seventy to like Baltimore, where really it should have been a. Um, every time we would go on that stretch, it was almost like a time warp because. That drive should have been from uh, Breezewood to, let's say, Baltimore, maybe like an hour, maybe like an hour, you know, not an hour, actually, two to two and a half hours, if you're doing calculations, but for some reason, every time we would go on that stretch of road, it would take us like an hour to get to Baltimore, and we never understood why. We weren't, we, and it's like, we were, I mean, we were going over the speed limit, but we weren't going like 100 miles an hour. Although there were some you know, stretches where we went over, we went 100 miles an hour, but not all the time, because the you know, the, you know, the cops hung out. But for some reason, we would we, we would get to Baltimore like in an hour, and it's it was odd. But the rule of thumb, you know, to go to Ocean City was pretty much leaving early in the morning to go. But as you get older, you're like, eh, I really don't have to go. It's like, if you wake up early in the morning, you know, to, to go there, you're going to hit traffic for one thing, you know, eventually. But then you end up, you end up where the Bay Bridge is, and sometimes that's a disaster trying to get over. So for me, you know, as I got older, and we got more wiser, we would leave to go to Ocean City. At night, usually we would go like at uh, say five. We we leave Pittsburgh by five, maybe six o'clock. And by the time you get to the Bay Bridge, it's wide open. There's nobody on it. There's no wait. And you get to Baltimore. You get to Ocean City by like maybe like eleven o'clock. If you leave it at five, you'll get there at eleven. It's a, it's a six-hour drive. Maybe less, depending on how fast you go. And how many, you know, and maybe you don't do as many pit stops. But, you know, you leave at 5, you get there as you see 11, and the bars are still open. Of course, you have to check into your place. But, you know, the bars are still open. And you get to, you know, have a few hours of drinking, and then, of course, you know, you, before you leave, you grab, you know, before you get home, you grab your six-pack. get to, um, let's get off the whole Ocean City hangovers and whatnot crap, and let's get to some football. Well, for one thing, you know, my family was in town, and I guess my mom and dad were, you know, they spent some time with me and, you know, the kids, and, you know, yesterday, I don't know what the hell it was, but we went to a pumpkin patch, 
and actually it wasn't in all reality it wasn't really a pumpkin patch it's basically a um, a place where they have like a petting zoo type of thing you have to feed the animals and pet them and they got all this other stuff like you know a little you know they got a pool pony rides they got this uh, train which is which, which is basically a tractor and much of these little little, uh, little old cars that you can barely fit in if you're me but they obviously do some good business and there's an ambulance coming by last time we were there it was empty there was nobody there we get there and it's packed this time and of course it's because they have a pumpkin patch and you're in of course you can get pump you know I think they were giving free pumpkins to the kids or maybe or it was either that or they were a bucket piece one or two so basically people were coming here just so they can take the, they can go into the little pumpkin patch take pictures of the kids and pose with the stupid pumpkins and of course pick out your pumpkin I don't think I've ever you know as long as I've had kids I don't think I've ever taken this is probably the first actual time I've taken them to a pumpkin patch and I don't know guys to each, to each their own I don't get the obsession with the damn pumpkin patches I mean I, I don't know I mean, what, you know, growing up for me, I mean, if I, you know, I don't know if I ever went to a pumpkin patch as a kid. I think my, if I wanted a pumpkin, you know, for my mom, the, you know, mom and dad to carve, right, or I helped them carve it. Come on, dickhead. I had to um, let this person in front of me who, you know, they could have went behind me, but because the lane was ending because there was no cars behind me but they were insisting on getting ahead of me oh well it's Monday usually I think my, you know, back to pumpkins usually my mom would bring, bring me a pumpkin back home and we'd carve it and we'd roast the seeds and that's that so I'm sure you know, my kids all got pumpkins this year and we'll most likely carve them You know, as far as the seeds go, you, you roast them. I mean, you put salt on them if you want, salt and pepper. Or if you're feeling a little bit adventurous, you put some different seasonings on it. You know, throw some garlic powder on that, on them. You know, garlic powder, powder, onion powder. You know, barbecue seasoning. You know, you, you, you get creative with, um, with, the, with the pumpkin seeds this time. Make some different flavors. sure you'll throw them in the oven and they may you know they may you know they may chew them the shells may get stuck in the back of your throat but they're still good all right now back to all that back to football
uh, Steelers won. You know, I went, it was, I went and watched the game with mom and dad last night. I came, you know, I came over, you know, met, met him at the bar. By the time I did, the Steelers were up already, already up 14 nothing. Eventually, they were up 24 nothing. Of course, <clears throat> somehow, you know, it was. I mean, if you took the six and a half of the Steelers, it worked out for you. Anything above it, I'm sure you're probably not happy. Because you know how the Steelers are; they don't let up. Well, no, they, they. It's not that they don't let up. They usually let up, and they let the team, you know, score some points. And so the Chargers, you know, they may look respectable at the end, or the Chargers, you know, got within 17, and that, you know, 24-17, and that was that. So, you know, if they don't, if they don't fumble away, the Baltimore game away, they're 3-3. Three and three. I mean, they're still in contention for the conference. It just depends on who, you know, who wants it more. And obviously, it's going to be Baltimore. Uh, you know, Baltimore did win against the Bengals, but the uh, Bengals covered that game because Baltimore was 11-point favorites. Obviously, there's some trouble in, you know, trouble in Cleveland still because, you know, they're not... They have all, all this um, star power. They're not winning games. They, they're two and four. But if I'm really Cleveland fans, I'm pretty much going to give the you know I'm going to be patient about this because you know give them another year. It's their first year. You know, let them get some co- cohesiveness and see what happens. See if Baker can you know develop his game a little bit. Who knows? But looking at the rest of the NFL, Texans beat the Chiefs, which was a huge win for them. It was funny, you know, a few weeks ago, there were some, um, there were some tension supposedly with the Vikings, and of course, you know, Stephon Diggs went out, and Kirk Cousins was being called out. But now the Vikings are 4-2 and two, and they, after beating the Eagles, and Diggs had a really big game, and I'm, you know, I think for some teams, they just get frustrated easily because they have all this talent and, you know, they should be more capable of winning more games, but I guess it happens as the football turns. Now, let's get to uh, some fun stuff. The ACC over the weekend. Well, first of all, we had the Thursday night game with Syracuse and NC State, which was pretty much the most... Well, the game was pretty much a snoozer for the most part because Syracuse, for whatever reason, can't score on the road. And, well, I think NC State was, was breaking their quarterback and Syracuse lost again. And You know, I wasn't really buying the hype too much with Syracuse. I thought, I thought NC State would challenge Clemson this year, but... It doesn't look like anybody really is. But, you know, you know, Wake Force was the flavor of the month. And now, you know, Wake lost to um, Louisville over the weekend. Now Louisville's the flavor of the month because everybody, you know, I don't know what it is with the ACC media's obsession with Louisville. Ever since they joined the conference, I mean, they've people just love them. They want you to love them. 
I can understand. I mean, when they, when they picked up Louisville, their basketball program had Brick Patino as their coach. And, of course, Petrino, you know, not Petrino, but I think Charlie Strong was coming in. Or they were coming off the Charlie Strong years where they uh, went to some um, big bowl games. They had Teddy Bridgewater. And, you know, Petrino was coming in and they had Lamar Jackson. So I can understand why the, the love of Louisville, but I understand they beat Wake and they scored, and their offense obviously did pretty well, being 62 points. But they gave up 59 to Wake. They beat, you know, Boston College the week before, 41-39. So I can't, I mean, I think it's a bit too early to call them, you know, good. But the weirdness in the ACC Coastal has officially begun. It started Friday night when when UVA met Miami. And we saw that game. I even said that this was a big game for the Coastal Division race. And Miami should be taken lightly. You know, they have two losses, but they can still play the spoiler. And a lot of people were, paying, were, were, you know, were betting Miami... Miami was minus one. I mean, that's another thing. Miami was a minus one favor in that game. I mean, they, despite the fact that uh, Miami was bad, there was no faith that UVA could actually uh, beat them, which I found odd. But that's you know, it happens. Nobody, you know, people, you know, gamblers obviously weren't buying the hype. But I watched the game and pretty much it was an, it was a horrible showing. You would think that Sean Watson was coaching both of the offenses. That's how bad it was. I mean, I did feel bad for Bryce Perkins because he played a hell of a game. He um, he he managed the game pretty well. He didn't turn the ball over. He made big throws, and he was moving the. I mean, they were moving. I mean, Virginia was moving the ball. They just couldn't get in the end zone. And that was the big difference. I even said in, you know, during the game, I was like, well, all UV has all UV has to do is score a touchdown and this game's over. And well, it didn't happen. Mommy pulled away and now they're, you know, UVA has one loss on the coast like everybody else. I mean, it's I mean coastal, I mean I just love playing the coastal. I just wish we had. I just wish we had our own playoff because I mean, it's just it's it's great. But now, Pitt obviously needs to take care of business on their end now, as they get ready for Syracuse on Friday. We'll talk about that game later this week. But the weirdness has begun, and let's have fun. So as we look at the rest of the games in the ACC, uh, Duke knocked off Georgia Tech. No surprise there, 41-23. Uh, Clemson, you know, crapped on Florida State, 45-14. Virginia Tech knocked off Rhode Island, 
So Tech, I think, is now three and three. So they should they make it to a bowl game this year. And of course, Louisville beats Wake, which surprised the hell out of me. Sixty-two fifty-nine. Now let's look at the rest of the top twenty-five. Yeah, there were some. Uh, yeah. There were some really good games at night. I guess that will depends on what you call good. Penn State and Iowa was a defensive battle, and I think I had a feeling. I have a feeling the um, I'm feeling the officials took Iowa with a plus three and a half because they were doing. I mean, at one point they were doing everything they could to keep Penn State out of the end zone. I think Penn State scored you know two touchdowns on one drive and. End up having nothing to show for because they kept they kept having the um, <laughs> the touchdowns called back, and we almost safe for us to all you know for you know in, in terms of the gambling community that took uh, Penn State with minus three and a half. Iowa gets that one last drive and gets their drive resuscitated on the uh, target on a bad targeting call. Iowa scores eventually, but they didn't make the two points, and so all the gamblers all breath a um, sigh of relief. Georgia got knocked off by South Carolina. This was a shocker because I, I thought Georgia would win, although they haven't really been playing good. But uh, South Carolina took care of business. Michigan beats Illinois 42 25. Michigan was up 28-0 at halftime, and they uh, somehow, it, next you know, I was refreshing the screen. It's 28-25. Not sure how that happened. Bama beat A&M, 47-28. Arizona State knocked off Mike Leach's team, 38-34. Herm Edwards, man, he's uh, doing some things with the Sun Devils. Baylor knocks off Texas Tech, 33-30. Baylor just keeps moving up. Notre Dame knocks off USC, 30-27. No surprise there. Penn State and Iowa, as we all know, 17-12. LSU knocks off Florida, 42-28. I mean, it was 21 21 all at halftime, and LSU pulled away. I mean, Coach O's doing some big things at LSU, and and mainly because he's upgraded his staff. He's upgrading the uh, you know the, the mentality. I mean, there was I mean, with less miles, you had more of a running 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 football, power football mentality. And I mean, he had plenty of offensive, offensive talent at LSU. I mean, there was you looked at some guys, you wondered you know how the hell did they end up at LSU and. You know, playing or less miles. But they're doing big things at our coach O. Although the thing, although his, you know, the Matt is him and Matt Canada didn't really work out too well, and it happens. I think last year people were sketchy about Coach O, and I mean, sure I was because they really didn't beat anybody. Can they challenge Bama? It's hard to say. I mean, they 
they obviously will, you know, they'll they'll play him, but I'm not sure they'll, they'll still challenge him because Bama's still Bama. But we'll see. As we close out of here, some final things. I noticed that the, I was reading that the Dan Snyder's um, trying to get Mike Tomlin to um, coach at Washington. I really don't know why. Tomlin's probably at the end of his uh, coaching career. Because for me, if, if it was me, I would... Um, if Ben's retiring, I don't see Ben coming back. I'd probably hang it up as well. Because you you got a rebuild coming up with the Steelers. But... If you go to Washington, it's even more of a bigger rebuild because of who is your uh, your boss. It's Dan Snyder. And, it's getting, and the Washington Redskins are a mess. So in the case of Tomlin, would I take the job? No. But here's what I would do. If I really if if I really wanted to uh, leave you know and go to Washington. If I'm Tomlin, I negotiate a really big buyout because there's probably a good chance you're going to get fired because you work for Schneider anyway. And he's probably going to fire you no matter what you do. I mean, you could go 10 and 6, he'll still fire you because he'll find the next sexy coaching hire and throw his money at him. So all Tomlin needs to do if he really wants to secure, really secure his, uh, you know, his, the rest of his life. Negotiate a really big contract buyout. So when you do get fired, you got a nice uh, retirement package coming for you. That'd be the only reason I would go to go to the Skins because one, they'd be willing to pay, and two, if I you know if things don't work out, at least have a buyout, and I get a lot more money with it. I mean, if I'm a college football coach. And say I do really good at, like I say, a non-P5 school and in a P5 school was offering big money, get the big buyout. So when things fail, you can, um, you know, live easy. Oh, guys, enjoy the rest of your, rest of your week. Hello, Pitt. Talk to you later.